Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Trading Conversations and I'm your host Philip Thiel. You are here my friend because you believe that profitable trading is one of the most efficient ways to attain financial freedom and can be achieved as long as you are willing to put in the hard work to develop your trading competency. Our goal with this show is to introduce you to the traders who have dug through the trenches and emerged at the other end. From the sharing of their trading stories, strategies, workflow and best practices, I hope to help you shorten your learning curve as you embark on your journey towards trading mastery. The upcoming interview you will be listening to is part of the online trading summit that we organized and hosted previously. Possibly Asia's first virtual trading conference, I invited more than 32 global trading experts to share their trading knowledge with more than 25,000 traders from around the world. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to Online Trading Summit. In this upcoming video, we have Akesh K. Hindocha participating in a one-to-one -one interview with me as I quizzed him on his trading journey. Akesh is a full-time trader managing his proprietary trading firm, The Profitable Indian in Mumbai and also serves as a partner come tech market technician at AstuFeed. In this interview, Akesh shared in details why he prefers a visual price action trading strategy. We went on to talk about his intraday and swing trading strategy and the daily workflow he goes through to implement his execution. Enough said, let's head in and take a look at what Akesh has got to share with us. Hey Akesh, uh, good day to you. How are you feeling today, man? All perfect, Philip. How are you? Great, great, great. I'm, uh, we are so honored to have you uh, on board this uh, online trading summit uh, to share with the summit participants as well as myself your trading experience and the vast knowledge that, that you have over the years of trading. Uh, but before we actually start today's um, um, interview with you, uh, maybe I think it will be really interesting if you can share with me and the participants a bit about your background because I saw from your profile that you actually started to know about trading from a very young age and your family has been like in the financial markets for a long time as well. So maybe you can just share with us right from the very start, how were you actually exposed to trading itself and how it evolved for you thereafter? Basically, it started off at a very young age, like my personal family, uh, my parents are not into stock trading since an early age. They entered a quite late, but my my uncle is into the stock market since the past 25 years. So since I was like 13, 14 year old, I used to track uh, tickers on news channels, etc. Now that was say early 2007, 2008. That's where the whole uh, financial market bubble thing had appeared uh, globally. So at ah. that age, I started tracking it and it got into a fancy that even I want to go there. So I pursued my studies uh, accordingly. I took a commerce background, which you have in, you have three streams in India. Yeah. So I pursued my commerce background and then I went on ahead with the stock market studies itself. I did my postgraduate as well as in economics and in the stock market. Yeah. I see. So uh, from my experience, uh, when we were in colleges and uh, even undergraduates, uh, I personally realized that the school doesn't really teach much about things like trading and technical analysis. They teach a lot of things about fundamentals, value investing as such. So uh, in your school, in your college, do you actually learn about all these tech trading techniques, strategies and such, or do you actually learn it yourself? 
what you just said that we actually realize only after we complete our schooling we don't realize that when we are entering schooling that the actual real world trading is way too different than what they teach in school yeah so when i completed my graduation then i realized that you need to educate yourself more about trading and its perspective so i went on with higher studies in that i was introduced to technical analysis before that i just knew what is the stock market and trading happens value investing happens based on technicals and fundamentals i was introduced to technical analysis and charts in my postgraduate studies so i completed that and then i pursued along with that uh, masters degree in economics as well just to uh, get to know the flow of it yeah, because i am uh, not very comfortable with economics i mean uh, fundamentals but i wanted to learn economics because uh, you know uh, you have to get the knack of it in the country and in the economy you are staying in uh, globally what is happening as to so as to uh, fine tune your technicals more that's what i believe i am not sure many of us would have been agreeing with it or not agreeing with it but if you uh, can place your situation on your charts your global situation or your economic situation of a company or of the whole country itself i think that's an edge i see and at what age do you actually started trading real money and and how was the experience like i started trading real money with a very small capital at the age of 18 i was uh, like glued to stock markets and uh, like observing it since the age of 14 but the real big money came only after i was 23 24 so the first initial 4 5 years it was a very small capital i see and and how was the experience like during that 4 5 years do you uh, were you like profitable right from the start or were there some uh, very bad mistakes that you made during that that learning phase as you become a proficient and profitable trader i was not at all profitable in the early ages <laughs> okay so uh, generally i had borrowed some capital from my father and then i used to repeatedly reinvest my uh, pocket money and i used to lose because we have been on the learning curve from the same learning curve where every retail investor starts with we all try to do try to bottom fish stocks we try to uh, pick up stocks which are falling in our early days okay and not what uh, when stocks are rising we all try to do uh, options because we think that okay in a small bit of money i can make a lot of money but ideally options are hedging tools according to me in in my today's life as well i do not trade options i trade only stock cash and stock futures i do not trade options early age the major mistake or major chunk of money i lost was in options option trading okay as well as trying to buy uh, stocks below 100 rupees like in india like uh, $2 for the global economy trying to buy stocks which are below $2 trying to buy stocks which are consistently falling trying to buy stocks which are near 52 week low instead of buying stocks which are at 52 week high now there is a reason what i have learned through my journey right now is that in a lot of retail investors make this mistake of buying 52 week lows instead of buying 52 week highs now we need to understand that if a stock is at 52 week low and if we trust the price technical analysis and making money in the market is all about trusting the price trusting the market rather than trying to develop a gut feeling of your own self 
that okay i think this may be right no if the market thinks that is right go with the flow yeah so if the market is telling you that a stock is at 52 week low there is a reason behind it let's try to obey that reason and not buy a falling knife rather than hang it another mistake what i used to do when i started derivative trading initially was that see in india you are not allowed to star short cash stocks there out of the 5000 listed stocks we have on an sc and bsc combined we are allowed to trade only on 210 stocks which are in the derivative segment to go short whether will it be via options or it will be via futures so what early mistakes i used to do another was that because it has increased too much let's go and short it it cannot increase too much now that's the lesson now that's the lesson you learn hard way yeah that it has increased too much because there is something behind it maybe there is an expectation of some news by market participants maybe the earnings are going to be good that is why people are betting in favor of it right so you should not uh, bet against it so there there comes a quote that you should not buy falling knives and you should not stop roaring skies if a stock is roaring at 52 week high or at multi year high or probably at lifetime high you should not go and try to stop that roar that okay i think it may not go ahead more than this you should go and short stocks only which are falling in expectation that it will fall more and buy stocks which are already rising in expectation that it may go and rise more i see and uh, how long were you actually trapped in this phase of destruction uh, so do you like lose your entire capital and how how long do you take before you realize that you were doing this all this wrongly i lost my entire capital probably like three times but those were small those were small capital like it 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 does not make any difference to your early lifestyle because i was trading along with my college so you can imagine like the trading sum used to be 10 20000 nothing more than that 10 20000 in india is like in for global economy is nothing it's like say 400 dollars or something 3 400 dollars so that used to be the capital and i i am very grateful that i lost because losing the money back then was way more of a thing which is helping us right now okay losing all the money i have right now i may not be afford, able to afford it but losing all the money back then that was a good thing that happened basically i see and i realized it probably after 3 years uh, of starting into it uh, so after i completed my college i started working as well as i started pursuing my post graduation simultaneously back then i realized that okay there are not one two or four things there are like tens of things which i am doing wrong yeah which every i think a lot of retail investors 80% of retail investors would have gone through it they are trying to bottom fish stocks which then they are stuck into for years together and it takes like multiple years for it to revive and at least come back to their cost because one thing what people don't realize is that if a stock at 1000 bucks falls to 50 bucks okay falls 95% falls to 50 bucks it has to now jump 20 times for it to just get back to its original price forget the profit people are trying to average it on the lower side rather a best strategy would be to average it on the higher side because if try you try to average it on the lower side you buy more when the stock is falling you are not accepting that you are wrong you are not accepting your defeat 
but if you average it on the higher side you bought it at 1000 you bought it at 1200 1500 1800 then you are adding fuel to your winning streak i see that's what i, I see. so that's actually you are already sharing some best practices of trading already from that experience itself so when did that um, aha moment came for you that you realize that you have been doing everything wrong and that you was decide to make a change to all these things uh, was there somebody who inspired you to change the way you look at trading or was it some kind of books or whatever that that resulted in you uh, having that moment of change into doing something right rather than what you have been doing previously for the past few years when i lost my capital for the third consecutive time without making money so it was not that all trades i was losing if i am trading few bucks in one trade i am making another few bucks in another trade the third trade it takes all of those money which you have uh, made in one or two trade a very important aspect in that comes to discipline <clears throat> the trading discipline right after being 6 years into practicing full time trading and observing stock market since the past 12 13 years my conclusion right now is that charting indicators patterns price behavior everything everything is below 50% of what is required above 50% of what is required is psychology execution and discipline so i realized it when i got busted for the third time in a row that uh, there is something wrong so i spoke to my uncle that uh, this is what i am facing out so he was like it's very early for you to start i would advise you to get yourself trained into what field you want to now fundamentals and technicals are two streams in the market where you try to make money i always wanted to get into trading rather than investing now a person cannot trade based on fundamentals right unless you are very well connected in india and you have all the news flows possible flowing to your inboxes every day or every hour to trade now that's also an illegal practice I see. And um so after you realized that there was something wrong with your trading strategies or the way you trade and you started to improve by understanding what is the right thing to do. So thereafter what kind of strategy do you actually start with um uh, uh, when you started to become more proficient and how is that different from the kind of strategies that you have um right now now that you are very experienced? Can you share with us the difference between um uh, the early days and and right now the strategy the kind of differences? the biggest difference from my early days and right now is that the my that my chart appears more cleaner now right the more bombarded your chart is the lesser it will speak to you like technicals technicians believe that if you spend more time with charts one day it will start talking to you yeah and then every day it will start talking to you so i jokingly tell people around that spend more time with charts than your girlfriends and wives and they'll start talking to you and they'll talk more sense instead <laughs> yeah all right that's interesting so during during your your learning phase was there any um, specific um, trading expert guru or or legendary trader or any books that inspired you to 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 learn what you have learned today today See I have read few books like Life and Times of Jesse Livermore Basics of Stock Markets uh, of Thomson Mayers 
and edwards and maggie etc but those were in the learning phase rest i think books cannot teach you uh, the implementation of or application of knowledge books can give you knowledge you can be a very knowledgeable person but in market what succeeds is that how good are you in applying that knowledge so i was introduced by a person uh, called sanjay ved okay to technical analysis in india is a bombay based trader he trades forexes he is into crosses then it's a three part journey like i was introduced to trading uh, to technical analysis from him i was uh, helped in refining my trades by another person and the trading execution which has happened which is hand holding to me by my uncle itself like at the end family is what <laughs> helps you take you on board yeah okay so uh, let's go into uh, some discussion about um, um how you actually run your uh, trading business right now um so maybe for a start would you like to describe um, to us what is the main trading strategies that you are most commonly using right now is it just one specific strategy or you have a range of different strategies for different kind of conditions uh, maybe you can share with us a bit more yeah see so i have three i operate basically on three kinds of strategies okay one is a intraday trading strategy where i am very strict that i do not trade stocks i trade only indexes on a intraday basis second is a positional trading strategy which is only on stocks never do i have a positional trade on any index and third is uh, trading cash stocks and trading long term futures like you carry your derivative position your leverage positions for like 6 months 1 year 1 and a half year in okay. expectation in expectation uh, there's a theory behind it and an expectation that the stock will rise say 50 70 80% now of 50 70 80% even if it takes 2 years to rise you are on a derivative trade which you are already on 8x leverage so that's a whole lot of money but you don't bet a lot of amount there because the downside is also true so you go ahead in those trades only if your risk reward is more than 1 is to 10 say for example you are betting for a 1 year upside on a stock for 50% your stop loss should not be more than 5% yeah i see the first strategy the first strategy on a intraday basis is that i trade nifty and bank nifty these are the most two widely traded indexes in india that i trade on a intraday basis now this intraday does not include a uh, time frame that i will start at the start of the day and exit at the end of the day no i can enter in the first 15 minutes and get out i can enter say after 2 3 hours or in the last hour that depends on what kind of setup what kind of chart setup you get i see so uh, okay let's just focus a bit more on that intraday first and then after that we go on to the position one for the very long term one i think maybe we'll just skip it for this time round because i think most of the participants will be more interested in the either intraday or shorter term kind of swing trading all right so for your intraday trades as you said you focus on just the indices and just basically two two types right uh, nifty and, yeah. and and bank nifty right bank. yes yeah. so uh, what exactly do you look out for um, as a trading signal when you are looking at in, intraday trades like such see first i want to uh, clear one thing that i am only price action trader so i do not use any indicators so signal looking out for a signal is not a part of the game yeah 
so i do not look for any indicators which will give me a buy or sell signal i have a personal theory behind it i'll explain you after we are done with this yeah, so basically if you know patterns like there are cup and handle patterns there are inverted head and shoulder patterns there are few continuation and few reversal patterns say triangle breakouts say uh, rectangle breakouts yeah so those patterns i try to apply it on a shorter time frame i see and what is the kind of uh, time frame you look at in terms of if you are using candlestick are you using a, like a mini candle or or tick or based on ticks and stuff like that no. i use a 5 minute as well as a 15 minute candle combination okay that's not on one chart like i have multiple charts open firstly the breakout should happen on a early candle on a 60 minute chart and then you try to place your entry on a 5 or a 15 minute candle in conjunction so if you come to my trading screen on any given trading day you will see there will be uh, like uh, nifty spot candles of 5 minute and 1 hour okay then there will be nifty futures candle on 5 minute 15 minute 1 hour and there will be simultaneous 5 6 of charts open for bank nifty so there will be like 12 13 charts open in all to trade those two indexes now if a pattern is giving you a breakout on nifty spot there may be a chance that the similar pattern is not giving you a breakout on nifty futures now retailers need to understand that nifty trading happens only on futures in india you cannot trade nifty spot nifty spot is a derivation of those 50 components and it's just a price movement so there is a compulsion that the same pattern should break out of nifty futures pattern as well generally when you trade stocks you are advised to not look at futures chart but if you are trading indexes you are supposed to look at futures chart if you are trading intraday because the spot nifty may give you a false breakout but the futures nifty will not give you a false breakout because people position themselves only on the futures thing people are betting on the futures thing not on nifty if you are a nifty trader you have to compulsory buy nifty futures or nifty options i see so are you most of the time for these intraday trades are you actually using a lot of uh, a gut instinct to to get in and and get out in a way or do you have very strict rules um um or 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 formulation that you will only see this then you will get it yeah i never trade on gut feeling uh, because i think your gut can ditch you but the price won't yeah so i trade only if the price breaks out or break downs of a certain pattern like that pattern can be anything that can be a triangle that can be a flag that can be head and shoulders that can be cup and handle anything anything which is derived which is derived out of price the pattern could be anything unless it doesn't break out on both nifty spot as well as nifty futures i don't enter the trade i see yeah? and um so you you trade you enter on the breakout do you attempt to like enter on the uh, pullback and reversal during the, yeah. the swing itself yeah i try to attempt on a pullback and reversal as well but there are only a certain patterns which i try to do so like there is a rectangle pattern okay where uh, the stock breaks out of a consolidation okay or the index breaks out of a consolidation now that consolidation on an intraday time frame can also be a 2 hour consolidation or a 90 minute consolidation anything it can be so that pattern is more uh, familiar of retesting its breakout and then pulling back again so i would look for a pullback only on that pattern 
I'll not look for a, a pullback on all the patterns possible because I generally trade uh, Nifty futures not more than a with not more than a 10 point stop loss when you are trading intraday because you don't intend to make 50, 80, 100 points every day on intraday trades. You intend to make only 30 points on an intraday trade because the average volatility from the swing high to swing low on Nifty in India on a daily basis is roughly 70, 80 points. And if you try to make 70, 80 points daily. Uh, that's just not possible. So, on the topic of a stop loss, how how do you actually determine where the stop loss is? Is it based on a certain number of pips or pullback, or is it based on some technical levels? How do you actually establish your stop loss, and at the same time, how do you actually decide when to actually take profit? The profit is taken based on what pattern. Every pattern has its own target. The target is generally the depth of the pattern, which you add it on the breakout point. that's general that's a general scenario when you are trading price patterns so i make sure that i take out 80% of my position on the target get hits then i say for example if i have eight lots of nifty i'll take out six lots of nifty on the target hit i'll wait for how the index is behaving at the target point it is coming back is it coming back or is it giving a further extended move on the upside to decide my rest 20 25% of the balance position for it to get exit but i'm very much happy uh, taking 20 25 30 points on a daily basis on nifty intraday because if you add this up it will give you a staggering 30 35% monthly return hmm. because you do not require capital people don't understand that you do not require capital to be deployed if you're trading intraday you just have to place that capital with your broker also you can pledge your shares to get the uh, derivative trading margin if you are trading intraday you have to pay him only if you make loss you don't have to pay him if you don't make loss okay so minimizing your loss is one thing that uh, everyone should focus on now coming back to your first question that where do you apply your stop loss now there are two ways where people apply their stop losses on one is the swing low where people apply their stop loss what i have come uh, uh, to an observation is that if you use your swing low then the odds of you entering trades with say 1 is to 10 or 1 is to 20 or 1 is to 40 kind of a risk reward ratio which may sound right now uh, that this guy is telling anything but we do actually trade it I have records of trading on such risk rewards. I have records on social media telling people to trade on one is to fifty risk reward ratio. That was just like two months back. Yeah. So, if you keep your swing low as your stop loss, never are you able to get those risk reward ratios. So, typically for your intraday trade, are you look what kind of risk to reward ratio are you typically looking at? Of course, not all the time they will be the same, but generally, what is the kind of risk to reward ratio before you think that is worth taking a trade on? minimum 1 is to 3 minimum is nothing 1 less, to 3 yeah nothing less than 1 is to 3 because i believe 1 is to 2 anyone can do it and if you are betting 1 is to 1 then try casino why come to the market if you are trying to bet on 1 is to 1 yeah so 1 is to 3 is the minimum risk reward ratio we try to look into a trade before entering if we don't get on any given day it's fine we don't take the trade there's no uh, compulsion or no one is holding a gun on my head that you have to trade today It's fine I, if we don't trade on a given day. I see. And uh, for this kind of intraday trading strategy, it seems to me that you have to spend a lot of time in front of the screen, right? Because 
uh, it seems to me that you are not like a systematic kind of a, a trading or algorithm trading, but it's really visually looking at it. So does that mean that you will have to spend a lot of time sitting in front of the screen in order to be able to see what uh, any trading ideas to get in and when you should actually get out and stuff like that? Or do you have a systematic way of doing this entire thing? No, no. I spend the whole time the market is on in India on the screen from 9 a.m. in the morning to uh, say, uh, 3.30 in the evening. I spend the whole time on the screen itself. Okay. If that's the case, do you actually um, recommend or suggest that like independent retail traders to actually try to trade intraday if let's say they have a job or they have a business to run. What was your perspective on this? No, not at all. Not at all. If you have a job or a business, intraday is the last thing you would ever think of. Try doing a swing trading or try doing a positional trading, which will make you enter into a trade for multiple days to multiple weeks at least. Intraday is a thing where if you are on the screen, if you are a full-time trader, only then you should do. Also, it's the last thing a trader or an aspiring trader should think about doing. The major mistake which everyone uh, comes across is that they try to they do intraday trading as the first thing. After they learn technical analysis, the first thing is what they try to uh, do intraday trading that, okay, it's a risk-free trading. No, my friend, it's not a risk-free trading. Instead, the odds of losing money in intraday are higher than what you will lose on a positional trade. Because I think uh, a lot of people talk about strike ratio. So I think the strike ratio on intraday trade is lower than your strike ratio on a positional trade. If your strike ratio on a positional trade, say, comes to 70-80%, the lower the time frame you go on, the lower will be your strike ratio. If you go on to an hourly chart, maybe it will reduce to 50%. If you go on to a 5-minute, 15-minute chart, maybe it will reduce to a 40%. But even at a 40-50% and 50 strike ratio, you will be able to make a lot of money because if you have to be very strict with your stop losses that if your stop loss has got hit, you have to exit the position. Second thing, you need not bet on anything which is less than one is to three. That will help you stay uh, afloat in the, in any market scenario. I see. So basically if I can just summarize uh, the aspect about intraday trading is that yes, uh, it could potentially generate you very significant returns on a month to month basis. Uh, and a drawdown on a month-to-month -month basis can be actually quite minimal. In fact, it's possible to have positive months most of the most part of the year, right? But of course, the downside is that for intraday trading, you need to have a full-time effort on it. You need to spend your time right in front of the screen and you need to act very fast a lot of time. So there's always pros and cons uh, to this kind of uh, intraday strategy, right? So which means uh, leading us to the next topic, uh, which is your position trades itself. So I reckon that would be something that's more suitable for those uh, part-time retail traders, right? So maybe uh, drifting on into that position trading-wise, uh, what's the kind of trading horizon for you when you look at position trading? Typically, how long do you hold a certain position for? See, a positional trading can be anything between two, three days to two, three weeks. That's what an ideal positional trading is for us when you're trading derivatives. If you're trading only the cash market, which a lot of retail investors are into, you can look out for from a few weeks to a few months because the uh, target ratio or the upside or the downside on a stock is also quite high when you are trading positional. You will not look out for 10, 20, 30 points on Nifty, but you will look out for few percentage points on a stock. 
for us we do not enter a stock for say if i intend to hold a stock for more than one month so we will not enter if the upside is less than 78% i see but and yeah and, and what kind of uh, strategy do you use for your position trading is it still the same thing using breakouts as well in your position trading and what are the kind of instruments or the asset classes you look at for your position trading strategy currently we are only into stocks we do not trade index as a positional trading uh, thing the problem is that uh, you are very accustomed to gap ups and gap downs as far as indian markets are considered because we do not have an overnight futures market it is there uh, where you are based at sgx so we look at sgx nifty but uh, being a citizen of india we are not allowed or authorized to trade on that so a lot of times what happens is the futures on singapore exchange are indicating something which leads to a gap up or gap down yeah so that gap up or gap down if that gap up or gap down happens against me then my stop losses have gone say for example if i was a positional trader on nifty and i am looking out for a 200 point move on nifty with say 30 40 point stop loss okay what if next day it gaps down 50 points i compulsory have to square off my position and what if the gap gets filled in the first 5 minutes what do you do what if the gap extends in the first 5 minutes what do you do after a 50 point gap down it goes down to 80 and you are assuming that okay it will come down from 50 it will come down to 0 or if you square off at 50 and it comes back to 0 that is why we have stopped trading indexes on a positional basis for stocks we trade out of the 220 fno 210 to 20 fno stocks we trade only a select 50 stocks which are very strong like a strong stock need not be analyzed only on a fundamental basis a strong stock can be analyzed looking at the chart structure as well that it's not very volatile it's very stable it's a slow mover regardless doesn't matter but it has to be a strong stock okay it has to be some of the sector leader not a very low market cap not a very small cap or mid cap uh, company now a benefit here happens that even if the index gaps down by 50 70 points and even if the other sectoral index are in red a strong stock will not for that's what our experience has been a strong stock will not fall as much as the indexes that is why it's a strong stock that is why we get into that that even at 50 70 80 points nifty down if you are betting on a strong stock and other stocks are 2 3 4% down your stock will be only 1 1.5% down which will be well within your comfort zone or your stop loss that is why we trade only on stocks on a positional basis and do not trade indexes on a positional basis i see so you have a list of you will say 200 over stocks right so does that list of stocks change over time and when do you decide that you need to reshuffle that the, the list of stocks that is inside your short list see there is there are 220 stocks by the exchange in the futures segment we have a list of only 50 to 60 stocks now this keeps on shuffling not very frequently say maybe in 6 months 8 months if some company has done pathetically bad or it's giving continuous false breakouts see you have to uh, understand that nothing is 100% in this market market is probability market is a place where you bet on probability you bet on the odds of you getting right than on the odds that minimizes your losses yeah 
So in such cases, what happens is, yeah, I lost it. Could you cut this? Yes, uh, I can still hear you, see you. Yeah. Uh, I, I lost the link. I lost the link. Can you cut this part? Okay, so how do you actually um, determine when the short list of stocks is going to change? Or you said it on a half, yeah. half a year basis, right? Yeah, like we change it on a half a year basis based on, say for example, a company is trading at thousand bucks and consistently is being performing poor on the exchange. Regardless of what the news flow is, maybe some negative news flow is influencing it. Maybe some poor results are influencing it. Maybe some raw material prices, maybe any fundamental reason is influencing it. And it is not performing well and it has become very volatile. Even if it is falling down, we can go and short it. Even if it is falling, uh, rising up, we can go and buy it. But if it is very volatile, say a weekly movement of more than 10, 20% is being observed week on week basis, then we try to not trade it because it doesn't suit our temperament. I am personally not very comfortable trading very volatile stocks. Now there are two, two traders, two kinds of traders. One is a volume based trader, one is a volatility based trader would want to classify myself as a volume based trader rather than a volatility based trader. I do not like very volatile stocks to be traded. Some people find it very exciting that, okay, if you are a trader, you need to trade on volatile stocks. We are somehow not very comfortable trading on very volatile stocks. I see. And what's the typical um, strategy you use for your position trading? Is it same like breakout or pullback or what? It's same on the breakout and pullback part. The only difference on a positional basis is that we use daily chart as well as an hourly chart. We use a daily chart breakout first. If the breakout has happened on a daily chart on any given pattern, what we discussed earlier, we try to find out an entry on a 60 minute chart. Mm. Why on a 60 minute chart? Because if a stock has broken out on a daily chart, Say if uh, the daily candle is 5%, then my my stop loss is way much higher. But if that daily breakout is giving me a follow-up move, say after one or two days, say after three days, and I am trading on a fresh breakout on a 60-minute chart, then my stop losses is less and my target is still what the daily chart had indicated it to be. So to minimize my stop loss, I use a combination of 60 minute chart to enter early into the trade. Nothing, nothing else. The basic strategy is to trade on a daily breakout chart only. I see. I see. And um, so does that mean that your stop loss and your profit taking strategy is pretty much the same as how you do it intraday or do you, you implement things like trailing stop as such? For see, your trailing trade? stop, hmm. because, because I am a, a price action trader, so trailing stop losses for me, there are no indicators or there are no moving averages that I will keep trailing my stop losses below it. Okay. So I trail my stop loss based on a fresh pattern, mm. which means that say, for example, I'll give you example with numbers. Okay. Say for example, a stock is broken out at 500 rupees. Okay. I am trading it with a stop loss at 480 and a target at 600. Okay. Now, what are the odds that the stock would go from 500 to 600 this way? The odds are like one is 200. Maybe one stock out of 100 will go in a straight way from 500 to 600, right? So 
currently my stop loss is still at 480 now assuming that the stock is a normal stock and say the 20% move will take it 2 3 4 months for it to get achieved so the stock is not going to rise up every day 5% and hit its 600 mark that's what the original theory is out like one or two exceptions are always welcome out of the 100 stocks you are scanning through but then if the stock goes from 500 to 530 540 550 it has to consolidate after a run up right so when it consolidates and again starts running towards a target we trail our stop loss at the consolidation point because i, I don't have indicators i don't have moving averages to guide me because i think those are misleading indicators that's my personal belief nothing against someone who uses it yeah i so i tra- i'll trail my stop loss where the stock had Uh, consolidated where another change of hands between bulls and bears had happened where another indecision for a few days had happened and still bulls won if it's on a higher side breakout bulls won so i'll place on the again on the last bear possible of the consolidation i so i'll trail my stop loss there okay and uh with with that with regards to uh let's say whether it's intraday or position trading let's say you decide to get into this particular trade already how do you go about sizing your trades for both your intraday trades and your position trading is there based on some certain percentage that you are willing to lose in in each individual trade or some other ways any how do you size size your trades then yeah see uh, in positional trading which is from 3 weeks to 3 uh, days to 3 weeks okay i do not uh, enter a trade with a view that it will uh, i will get out of that stock on an intraday trade for me stock trading and futures trading is different also i trade into different accounts okay i do my stock trading into a different account and i do my uh, futures trade index futures trading into a different account so while trading index futures i go with only one strategy that say for example we'll we'll take for example five lots so i'll enter with a five lot nifty and with the view that i will get out of the target in case it is retesting my breakout i will wait for it to retest my breakout and if it starts uh, rising again from my breakout point i will add on to my position because there this gives me double confirmation even more confirmation than what i had entered my trade on that okay it retested its breakout point bears tried to bring it down but they are unable to bring it down and now it is again trying to go back to its target so the odds are now more or less for it to go and hit its stop loss or trigger my stop loss so i'll add on to the exact amount of position another five lots and exit everything on the target now this time i will not wait of my 80% of the position at the target i'll not exit my 80% of the position i'll exit my 100% of the position because i have to understand that i am over leveraged right now my ideal strategy is to trade only 5 five lots i am now trading 10 lots then i am over leveraged now the, these are examples i am not telling that i trade 5 or 10 or 15 these are on a hypothetical example basis so how do you decide let's say for this trade you want to get in how do you decide whether it's going to be five lots four lots or one lot is there a particular way you you go about sizing it or yeah i i started it with one lot few years back see now nifty intraday trading it's been four years now that i i am trading nifty intraday so i started with one lot now i would not want to disclose my position what we are trading right now but i started with one lot after consistently making profit for two months i increased it to two 
then I increased it to three, then I increased it to four. So you now on a consistent basis, if there is a drawdown on one month, you do not increase your position. Hmm. You have to be consistently profitable before increasing your bet size. Because what happens if you make money for two weeks and then suddenly from two lots, you go to 20 lots, that two weeks money is going to go down in one stop loss, one day stop loss. Yeah. So that's what you have to understand that you have to be very, very consistent, consistent in your profitability before leveling up so that you, the odds of you coming down, see there, there's always a downside open, even for the best of best traders, there's a downside open, but you are minimizing your loss to come down again. You are minimizing your odds to come down again. If you are leveling up very smoothly. I see. Is that the same way you size your trades for your position trading as well? Positional trading, I do not add on to my position. If it's a three day to three week style, I add on to my position for long term uh, positional trades. Because here, uh, the problem here is that it's very volatile when it comes to stocks. Though we try to minimize volatile stocks, we try to filter out that, okay, we are not trading here. But still in India, the stock volatility is way more higher than what in the developed markets are. So. We trade on a fixed position, say if it's one lot, it's two lot, it's three lot, whatever it is, we trade on a fixed position, we do not add on to our positions. Yeah, but we exit in parts. We do not add on, but we exit in parts. We generally have two targets for each pattern. Generally, the general scenario is two targets on each pattern. We'll exit 50% on the first target, 50% on the another target. Now also you have to base a lot on price action which means say, for example, the stock has hit your first target and it is on the way to your second target and does not hit because there's no guarantee, right? There is no assurance of hundred percent. Your stock will get hit to a target. Say if, for example, if it does not get hit to that target, what will happen if it will give you a reversal sign, you have to trail your stop loss at least bare minimum to your first target so that you take at least your first target money home and not lose out on that because you still have your half position balance open. So you have to trail your stop loss at least where you booked your first profit that, okay, I've booked my first profit around that area. My revised stop loss is there. I will not allow my balance position to go down below this. If it goes down below this, I will exit it so that you will at least go home with something rather than say, for example, the previous example, what we were talking about 500 worth stock, a target of 600 stop loss of 480. Say for example, you exited partial position at 540 and the stock reverses from 570. You have to exit your balance position near about 540, say 535. Still you are taking home that 35 rupees in case the trade doesn't work out. You will obviously want it to work out, but then there are certain market circumstances where for a day, for two days, it comes down though. It will not go back to 480, but it comes down a bit hit your trailing stop loss and go again up. The odds are there, always there. Nothing is 100% in the market. I see. Very interesting. And well, it seems like there's so much to do, especially for your case where you are trading both intraday position trading and even a, a much significant longer time frame, right? So yeah. how, how do you actually handle your day on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, uh, maybe it, I think it's very, it will be very interesting for us to, to understand on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you actually manage your workflow uh, in order to be efficient and yet be effective at the same time? See, uh, we uh, start with all 220 FNS stocks scanning on a daily basis. 
Okay, now scanning does not mean that we have few scanners installed in our systems. For me, scanners are these. Human eyes are the best scanners possible. Okay, because uh, I may not want to obstruct anyone who makes scanners or who sells scanners, but I think that nothing can beat human eyes right now. That's that's what my belief is. the amount of risk reward you can generate scanning humanly rather than running up a scanner or running up a indicator that okay this is crossing over this that is crossing over that etc etc the odds are very less in that you will get a trade consistently and with a better risk reward ratio so we start our day instead i'll talk on the reverse after the market closes i have a homework to do of say around close to around 2 hours out of which the first star goes in scanning all the fno stocks listed though we do not trade all fno stocks but still i make a practice to view all the fno stocks every day because what how would you know that if something is cooking up very interesting if a very uh, interesting pattern or a very interesting uh, trend is emerging into a new stock you will have to get it included in your list of tradable stocks and you will have to get few stocks excluded out of your list of tradable stocks now this is not a very fixed list this can be 50 45 this can be 60 65 roughly it's 50 60 stocks out of which we try to pick up trades now not that i have 50 60 stocks positions open all the time i will have open positions only on 2 3 4 stocks at the max in case of leverage positions in case of non leverage positions i will have at the max 7 8 positions open in terms of cash trading but i will see all 200 stocks on a daily basis i will see all 10 12 indexes indices sectoral indices on a daily basis i will analyze the nifty as well as bank nifty chart right before the market opens the next day not on the previous day i do stock analysis on the previous night or previous evening after the market closes but i do index analysis only on the same morning why there is a reason behind it because indian market opening is kind of influenced by how dow jones has clo- closed overnight how the singapore and asian markets japanese market have opened in the same morning so there is no point in me sitting and analyzing it on the previous night that okay this may be my entry point in nifty and bank nifty it is not going to open there so assuming that the market is going to open 00 flat is just not the case like it doesn't open it will open few points here and there always and it will be majorly influenced by how the asian markets have opened how the us market has closed overnight so from so, yeah. from an execution perspective are uh, all your entries and exit uh, manually done at the point in time where you decide to enter or exit or do you actually enter some of your like stop loss or profit taking into the system itself and they will just automatically execute for you because otherwise i really i really can't see how you're going to be able to take a break and go for a holiday if you have to do all of this manually so how do you go about managing all this see when i go for a holiday i make sure that all my positions are squared off okay and only then i go for a holiday because i don't want that pressure of the market to be along with me yeah even, it's a, it's even the position trading itself yeah cash trading is fine like cash position leverage trading i do not carry any leverage trades when i am on a holiday it's never the case and also you have to plan your holidays say for example if it's a five day holiday 
you plan it with an extended weekend or something so that you lose out only one day here and there i yeah. see also yeah. uh, coming back to the stop loss say for example 480 was my stop loss right so i will not enter 480 in my system that's how i trade i am a, a person who will try to observe that if the stock is rejecting 480 or it is sustaining below that so i will enter my stop loss way much below say 2 3% below it in case there is some bad news on a stock on the media or by, uh, it is put up on the exchange of some developments by the company which is not very well perceived by the market so the stock may go tanking when maybe i have just gone for a tea break or say for a washroom break in 2 minutes the stock would go crashing down okay for that to save yourself from that i put up say around 460 or 450 i'll put up my stop loss but that's not my actual stop loss my actual stop loss is 480 even if it remains below 480 for some time i'll exit my position that is just uh, say uh, it's put up just in case there worst is some bad news right? was was worst case, case scenario, scenario but yeah and uh, it's put up if there is some negative news like you it's very much influenced here not here globally as well you were you had seen netflix down 15% that day right so globally everywhere stocks are driven by news flow as well so to save yourself from such a news flow when you are out on a 2 minute break as well now it's a human you are humans right you will take 2 3 minutes break every 1 2 hours here and there so in that case if something comes up uh, it should not take me 20% away it should not take me 30% away now this generally doesn't happen every day this happens once in say 3 4 months that due to a news flow something wrong has happened okay but then why to take risk what if your good quality stock or your stable stock your non volatile stock also has some bad news and goes for a toss there is no guarantee of anything here so I that see. is why we put up a stop loss which is way more lower in the system based but our actual stop loss is not that also okay. there is no buy above strategy for me i'll not put a trade say buy above 500 no i have to see manually myself that okay it's sustaining above 500 i'll go and plug in my order there is no buy above trade ever entered i see i see and so do you at any point in time in your trading career uh start to think about maybe my strategy is not working out anymore uh and how do you actually go about reviewing your strategy your workflow and make improvements on it or is it something that you just keep on doing the same thing all the way uh i try to do the same thing all the way but then you have to change your strategy depending upon the market scenario like 2017 the whole year was a very good one way year for indian stocks for mid caps as well as large caps but 2018 has not been very good so the strategy of riding your winners revising your targets when the target get hits or re-entering at the higher level of for a new fresh breakout is not working in 2018 2017 generally we used to hold stocks for more than one week two week right now we are not holding it for more than 3 4 days 3 days is minimum or else we don't enter yeah obviously you have a view of stock entering uh, giving you 5% move in the next 3 4 days if it gives you tomorrow obviously you have to exit yeah my view is that i will not exit in uh, before 3 4 days but if it is giving you the return you have to exit right 
so your sell order is always put up on the system that okay my target order is put up but the buy above order is never put up i see i see all right so that was really a very fantastic session i think um, the summit participant managed to learn about both intraday trading uh, as well as position trading so if less uh, if there's any three key lessons that you can actually impart uh, to especially those independent retail traders, uh, what would be the three key things that you will want to drill into their mind and, and make sure that they remember when they, they are doing trading? Okay. First and foremost, the one which I started with, never, never, ever buy 52-week lows and always, always, always buy 52-week highs because trust the market. There is a reason behind a stock being at 52-week high or lifetime high and it will keep going because each and every person entering at 52 week high knows that the stock is already at 52 week high and still wants to enter. So you will get a phenomenal momentum even at the market. If you go and analyze Dow Jones above 18,000, look at the momentum what it captured. I would have to 9,100 in a matter of one year. So it's always sell 52-week close. That's the first thing I would want to tell any participant. Yeah. Second thing about position sizing will it be the color of money okay the color of you have different amount of money you might have different amount of money i might have different amount of money if you are capable of trading 100 lots and i am capable of trading 10 i need not try to go and copy you and try 100 lots because you may be able to take a stop loss on that 100 lots my capacity is of 10 lots and I'm trading 100. I may not be able to take or bear that stop loss if it happens on 100 lots trade. Also in the same person from time to time. In college, I told you I used to trade for 10, 20,000 capital year in there. Okay. Now, sometimes your one, two day exchange charges are more than 10, 20,000. The trading charges are more than that. So in the same person from time to time, you have to analyze what time frame of your life you are in. Are you in college? Are you a 65 year old? Can you take risk? Can you not take risk? Are you matured enough? Are you experienced enough? Have you paid the learning fees to the market? Not to any course. Have you paid your learning fees to the market or no? You have to analyze those things and then keep moving forward. Last and the foremost thing that's a trick for all retail investors is across the globe, all technical analysts, what do they need? All chartists, what I, I am expecting that a majority of the participants in the summit will be from the technical background itself. So what do we need in technical analysis? We need what's the price today? And what was the price previous before today? What was the trend pre before today to analyze or to try to forecast what will be the future move? What will what if there is something which does not give you a chart? What will it be? Like what, what, is, what is the segment or what is the stock idea which does not have a chart? It's the new issue market, right? It's the IPO market. 
IPO market does not have stock history. That is why a lot of technical analysts are afraid of trading a stock which is just listed. They will wait for few days to few weeks to few months before trading, taking a trade that, okay, this might move this way. Okay. Now this is a trick which we give uh, in our workshops as well to a lot of uh, retail investors and they are very much interested in it is that you make an Excel sheet and you note down the high, like the greed. What we call high and low is greed and fear. You note down the greed of the listing day of the stock. The day the stock gets listed, you note down the highest point of that stock in your Excel sheet or a notepad, whatever. And then you wait for that stock to take out that high. May it be in few days, may it be in few weeks, may it be in few months. The moment it takes out its listing day high, you will get a return of 12 to 15% in a matter of 12 to 15 trading days. That's what we have been observing. And this is applicable across all the markets globally, across all the segments globally, but only on new issues. Or, yeah, or there will also be a segment where if you know there will be hive offs hive offs in a company, a parent company is listing a separate uh, segment of its on its own and trying to list it. This is applicable there as well. You will get a return of 12 to 15% in a matter of 12 to 15 trading days. You already know the stop loss where we bet our stop losses on. Okay. You bet on the last bear of the day. So, Fantastic. I think uh, maybe after this session, I'll go and start looking at all the new issues to see whether we, I can potentially apply uh, uh, this as well. Uh, okay, so yeah. lastly, if any of the summit participants would like to reach out to you or to get to know more about you, when can they go to, to learn more about you and the things that you do? Okay. I update my blog, which is the profitableindian.in, but it's not very regularly updated. But yeah, we have a newsletter which is circulated on every morning. And right now it's on the free run. Later it will get paid. So till October or November, it is free as of now. So they can register there and uh, they can receive the newsletter in their inbox every morning. That will have our index view for the day, like buy above levels, sell below levels, a short market commentary. Also a positional view that what do we expect uh, in the near term in the market. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Akesh, today. Uh, it has been a really wonderful sharing that you have and I hope and I believe that the summit participants uh, will get a lot of value from your sharing. So I wish you all the best uh, in whatever endeavor you. that you are focusing on and hopefully you will have a chance to have a chat again uh, in, in the coming days and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for attending today's uh, uh, online trading summit, Akesh. Thank you so much, Philip. Thanks, sir. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Trading Conversations. If you'd like to assess past and future episodes of this podcast, please head to traderwave.com slash podcast to learn more. That's it from me for now, my friends. I'm your host, Philip Teo, and I look forward to have you joining us again in the next episode of Trading Conversations.